It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Today's episode of the Locked On Reds podcast is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app now on iOS devices, and I also hear that there's a beta on Android devices as well, so check that out. And join me next Monday at noon as we have a live discussion about the Cincinnati Reds. That's Locker Room, changing the way that we talk sports. You are Locked On Reds. Your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Reds fans, welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's show. I'm your host, Jeff Carr, super fan and addict of the Cincinnati Reds, and I've turned my addiction into information for you, and today I'm turning uh, my my addiction into some rantings and ravings. We've we've got some rants to go through here today talking about last night's game. Going to mostly focus on that simply because the early start time here for Thursday's game, any uh, game preview that I might have might become outdated by the time that you listen to this. So we're focusing mostly on Wednesday night's game and what it means for the bigger picture. I've got some thoughts on David Bell, and I've got some thoughts on the mess that ownership has put this Reds team in. We're going to call it like it is today here on the Locked On Reds podcast. Before we get into all of that, though, make sure that you're following the podcast on whatever app you're currently listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked On Reds and save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-549. 0159. Make sure you're getting in your, uh, ask you what your superstition is as a Reds fan. If you have one, if you have multiple, when it comes to watching the games, we're going to talk about that on tomorrow's podcast. Also get your comments, questions, reactions in as well. And and, and real quick too, um, I want to give a shout out to our listener, friend of the podcast, Risto down in Jacksonville. I, I was informed that he is in the hospital. Uh, so if if you uh, if you pray or if you don't pray, just send up good thoughts to our friend Risto in Jacksonville that he gets better soon. If you're new to the Locked On Reds podcast, first of all, thank you for downloading and listening. Or if you are an OG, an OG listener who's been with me for a while, you know that I am an optimistic guy. When it comes to the Reds, I just, I prefer to be that way about my sports teams because I watch sports for entertainment. So if I'm going to go into it with a pessimistic attitude, I got to check myself because I'm not going to enjoy that. So I always go in with an optimistic attitude and then it kind of changes from there based on what the team does. Last night was the kind of night that flips the script on me that takes my optimism and completely obliterates it. Last night, 
David Bell did a funny thing. In the fifth inning, Wade Miley, who up to this point had been a pretty decent pitcher, seemed to have changed. I think it was the at-bat, the inning before that messed it up, but he seemed to have tweaked his foot a little bit. So his pitches weren't as crisp. He wasn't hitting his spots, and he was getting clobbered whenever he was in the zone, including by the opposing pitcher. So, David Bell made a rash call. He brought in Lucas Sims. What? Your guy that you normally pitch in the closer's role, or at least later on in the games, and you're down by one run? You bring in one of your best arms out of the bullpen? He did, and it paid off, because Sims got out of that jam, and he pitched magnificently. It was a brilliant move. I was all ready to give him some kind of props for that, because then he also brings in Amir Garrett. He does well. He brings in Michael Feliz. He does well. It's just a situation where he was managing the bullpen super well until it mattered most, until the ninth inning. He brings in Carson Fulmer. Now, there are many avenues that my mind goes down because of this. Number one, I look at Carson Fulmer. I look at him and I say, look, he is a project. He is the kind of pitcher that you hope Derek Johnson can continue to develop and kind of harness whatever it is that made Carson Fulmer the eighth pick of the draft whenever he was drafted, but just hasn't quite lived up to that hype. Maybe Derek Johnson can tap into that. But until he does, why are we trusting this guy with this kind of situation? And then you hear David Bell's explanation after the game as to why he called on Carson Fulmer over TJ Antone. Yeah, I mean, TJ's been so good. We want to use him in, you know, in, in a lot of the innings and a lot of the games, but we just, we just can't do that you know, in the 162-game season. We had him up. Um, earlier in the game, I, when we're down earlier in the game, you know, you can justify using them because you have many more opportunities. You have a lot more innings to try to come back and score. Um, but once, you know, once we, we only have one shot left at it, you know, it's, it's, it's Carson's turn right there. And, and he's, you know, he's going to get the job done in that situation. And, um, you know, again, it wasn't, wasn't his night, but, um, yeah, I mean, we, we gave ourselves a chance to win that game and, I can't accept that. And you, as a Reds fan, should not accept that either. It makes no sense. T.J. Antone hadn't pitched since Sunday. T.J. Antone was fresh, was rested, and you're talking about a game that lies in the balance of a one-run ball game in which you have the opportunity to win in the bottom of the ninth with the top three hitters in your lineup the only three hitters that were really doing worth a snuff, and even Gino has been kind of rough lately. So you've got Jesse Winker and Nick Castellanos coming up to bat, and you're only down by one. You want to keep it at a one-run ball game. I don't understand why he's talking about, well, you know, we were down and we only had one more time to bat. That means you didn't trust your bats to do anything in the bottom of the ninth. That means that you were phoning it in. That means that you had given up on the ball game. Not giving up on a 10 nothing ball game. Not giving up on a 6 nothing ball game. You had given up on a one nothing ball game. And you got exactly what you should have by bringing in 
the lesser reliever. I get it. Carson Fulmer is a professional reliever. But when you look at his numbers in his recent appearances, they are trending down. They are not trending in a direction where you give him high leverage stuff. And I, I even mentioned it earlier on this season. I thought maybe he deserved it, but he has shown up in a couple of high leverage situations and has done exactly what he did on Wednesday night. So why on earth was there any expectation? And the fact that once he got past the minimum number of hitters he was supposed to face in that inning, he was struggling mightily. He got the bases loaded with one out, and he was able to get that that second out at home plate on a ground ball. And then Buster Posey comes to the plate. There is no realm of existence that I want Carson Fulmer facing Buster Posey in the ninth inning where the game feels like it's still very close and still within the Reds' reach. Because guess what happens? Exactly what happened last night. A bases-clearing double. Bring TJ Antone in for that one out. If you're worried about, oh, and, and, and like David Bell said, oh, we can't use, can't use him every day. If you're worried about that, bring him in for one out. You can get that one out with TJ Antone. TJ Antone's slider would eat Buster Posey alive. Instead, you've got Carson Fulmer up there. And instead, you live and die with a guy who probably should be your last reliever on the bullpen now, now that Sal Romano's no longer there. That makes no sense to me. So David Bell, I, I, I don't know I don't know what we're gonna do about this because uh, talking about this game, uh it, it's got me it's got me thinking something. I got two thoughts actually that we're going to flesh out the rest of today's podcast. With with the day game going on, I don't want to get too depth into previews because there's a very good chance that you're either listening to this uh during or after the game. I'd be flattered if you listened to me during the game, but if you're listening to this after the game, it may not uh, be that valuable if I preview the pitching matchup of Tyler Malley and Johnny Cueto. So I want to expound upon the different thoughts and the avenues of thoughts that the Carson Fulmer in the ninth inning debacle brought me to. The first one is the future of David Bell, and we're going to get into that here in just a minute. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free, for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings. 
Go to wealthfront.com slash MLB to get started today. Did you know that chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com today and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know that Jeff from the Locked On Reds podcast sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need are at rockauto.com. David Bell is cooked. What I mean by that is not necessarily that he should be fired. As a fan, I could see that. From a fan's perspective, David Bell should have been let go a long time ago. The thing is, he has done exactly as much as he needs to to maintain the contract that the Reds first gave him. He has never gone above that. He has never inspired anybody to believe that he deserves another contract. He's also really never done anything to let me feel as though he needs to be cut short of that contract. For that reason, unless the Reds get healthy, stay healthy, and win a whole bunch of games, and just go well and far beyond <laughs> just go well and far beyond their expect our expectations for them. I don't see David Bell getting a contract extension. I even mentioned this before the season started. It seemed as though management was testing him. Management was setting him up to fail. And not necessarily because they wanted him out of there, but because they themselves were not convinced that he should be the manager past this season. So with all of their penny-pinching goodness, and I want to talk about that here in a little bit, but... With all of their roster cutting to break even and all of this other stuff that they decided to do, they put David Bell in a tough spot. And without giving him another contract and giving him some kind of soft landing spot to say, look, we're taking a spot back financially. We understand that this might be a little bit of a rough year. No, they doubled down. They said, no, we, we're, we're thinking that we're going to win this year, regardless of the roster cuts that we've made. So, David Bell, show us what you got. If you show us that you can win, if you show us that you can lead this team to the promised land again, we'll give you a contract extension. If they were going to extend him because of getting to the playoffs, they were going to do it last year. But even they realize the goofiness of the 2020 baseball season and how it is not representative of the larger picture. So here we are. The Reds are three games under 500 now after losing three in a row to the Giants. And we are starting to wonder what this team is going to be like at the end of the season 
I think they're a 500 ball club. And I think a 500 ball club gets David Bell or does not get David Bell a new contract. There, there's not a thing that that manages that uh, that uh, takes uh, takes this into account. At least not not anything I've seen. But uh, there, there should be like a management wins above replacement. I don't think that there are a lot of managers in Major League Baseball that really add much to their teams. I, I think that they are just fine. But I also think that there are some managers that may take things away from their teams on a game-to-game basis. Because when you look at him picking Carson Fulmer last night, this was not the first instance of David Bell making the wrong choice and taking a loss by choosing the wrong option. I think I might have tied myself into a mental pretzel there. Um, But you know what I'm saying. (laughs) <laughs> he's he's a guy that has taken a couple of losses from different games because he didn't go with his horses. He didn't go with the dudes. That's what I was looking for. He was going with the dudes, the fifth through eighth inning last night. And for some reason, with his dudest dude on the bullpen bench, he decided, no, dudest dude, you stay right there. We're going to call in Carson Fulmer. And they got exactly what they deserved. This is not the first example of this, though. And it won't be the last, so far as David Bell is the manager. He constantly tries to make these tweaks. And this is not an indictment on his character. This is just an observation as to me watching how he manages a ball club. It feels as though there are some moves that he makes because he thinks in the back of his mind, Oh my gosh, if this pays off, people are going to look at me like a genius. I don't know too many times that those have paid off. It's probably less than 50%. Now, it's greater than 0%. He's had a couple of nice calls, but it's definitely less than 50% of the time do those types of calls pay off. And that is why we are setting where we are. He is not a manager that is going to take a an average roster and make them above average or make them good. He's not going to take an above average roster and make them great. He's going to keep that roster exactly where it is. Is that somebody you want on your team? Maybe. Is there somebody else out there that could do the exact same thing? Yes. So that is why I believe that his future with the Reds is going to end so far as being the manager or at least it should end. It may tell us even more about the folks who make the decisions for this team if he is back next year. And uh, yeah, I got some more thoughts on that. We're going to talk about that here in just a minute. I've got a great way for you to get off the bench and get in the game and start making some cash off your sports knowledge today. That's at BetOnline.com. They are the number one sports book that I trust with my money when it comes to my sports wagering, and you should too. BetOnline.ag has all the best lines when you're talking about Major League Baseball, the NHL, the NBA as they're heading into their playoff season, or as well as combat sports like UFC and boxing. Check it out today, BetOnline.ag, and when you do, set up your profile with the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 50% more on your initial deposit 
just for typing that in. That's betonline.ag and the promo code locked on to get 50% more on your initial deposit. You can check out the money lines on all the games happening today, the run lines or the point spreads, depending on which sport you're looking at. And they've got great prop bets as well. You can hone in on individual players. If you think that they're going to have a big game, you can throw some money on that today. That's betonline.ag. And when you set up your profile, type in the promo code locked on. Today's podcast has had uh, quite a tone to it. I, I get it. And most of the time, I, I love to be positive. I love to be happy. Um, I choose to be happy in my everyday life as much as I possibly can. But when it comes to what happened last night, there were a lot of just, whoa, reality thoughts that went across my mind. I already told you what I thought about David Bell's future based on what happened last night. And it's not simply because of one decision. That was a decision that indicates the larger picture that has been David Bell. So I'm not just going out on a limb and saying that one thing is the reason that I believe David Bell won't be the manager of the Cincinnati Reds next year. Or at least he shouldn't be. Because there is also one other factor that could lead to him still being the manager next year. And that is management. That is the front office, and that is the people holding the strings of the front office, the ownership group. Now look, the ownership group for the Cincinnati Reds have presided over an organization that has given back to their community hand over fist. They've done a fantastic job with the Reds Community Fund. They've done an amazing job helping out those in need around the city. They have failed at their one main job, though, and that is to build a winning organization. Anytime Bob Castellini is asked about the Reds' propensity to win, his first answer is to talk about finances. That is the wrong approach. That makes no sense to any fan out there. If there is a fan out there who would love to tell me that they love that the Reds break even every year financially, I'd like to talk to you because I don't understand that at all. The Reds should win, plain and simple. And the fact that they decided this past offseason that because nobody was in the stands last year, they were not going to build upon the momentum, whatever was created by 22 shutout innings in the postseason, they were going to take a step back. Now, they didn't come out and say that. In fact, they got us all fired up. They said at the beginning of the season, we're going to improve the shortstop position. I don't think they did. And then, they out and out cut the far and away two best pitchers in their bullpen. Now, make no mistake about it, the Rysel Iglesias trade was a cut. In fact, they even gave money to the Angels to take him. And they got back Noe Ramirez, who they cut, and went back to the Angels, and then the Angels cut. And they said that they were repurposing that money. Has anybody seen where that repurposed money has gone? The only acquisitions that they made this entire offseason were for major league minimums, Non-roster invitees to spring training. Uh, Yeah. No big trades. No murmurs. 
Uh, you know, they, there were rumors that they offered a $19 million contract just slightly above the qualifying offer to Trevor Bauer, who everyone knew was going to sign for much more than that. So a $19 million offer to Trevor Bauer is might as well not be an offer at all. It's absolutely laughable. They don't pay for talent. They will not keep a talented roster together. The problem with the Reds is not the players. There are always talented players. Joseph Daniel Votto has been here his entire career, and I'm pretty sure he's going to finish his career as a Red. What does he have to show for it? This is not on him. He has played his best. Individual accolades abound for Joseph Daniel Votto. They did not put people around him. This happened with Ken Griffey Jr., too. And I know that this ownership group was not to blame for that because that was a different ownership group. But why do we as fans have to accept this? Why do we have to say, oh, yeah, we get it. You can't build a winning team. We understand. We'll still give you money. This makes no sense to me. We should be holding ownership more accountable. And look, I'll give them credit. They spent plenty of money the past two off seasons. That got them a record that was two games over 500 and a very, very quick postseason exit. So that would tell me that you have more work to do. They shunned that work. In fact, they changed tracks. They said, no, we're going to go over here for a little bit. And they've even told us that leading up to this season. You had Phil Castellini saying that our finances are a train wreck, basically asking you to sympathize with an ownership group that has more money than you will ever have, to sympathize with them for a minute and accept losing again. We've gone through this already. When will the losing end? When will we be contenders again? When will we have a reason to believe that the Reds are as good as the Cardinals? That the Reds are as good as the Dodgers? That the Reds are as good as the Braves? And insert top teams there. Because it's starting to look like there is a stark gap between what a winning baseball team looks like in 2021 and where the Reds are. And that is unacceptable. The window was supposed to be opening last year. That was supposed to be the beginning of contention, the beginning of success. And if the ownership group that is controlling this team is going to sit here and tell me that the reason that the window is closing is because they are unwilling to commit the finances necessary to do it, they need to step down and allow an ownership group that will commit the finances to winning with the Reds. And I promise tomorrow's podcast is going to be a lot more lighthearted, a lot more fun, but I had to get this off my chest. I had to say all of this because this is exactly what I was feeling after last night's just debacle of a loss. 
with a manager that was trying to tell me that the Reds were out of it whenever the score was one to nothing entering the ninth inning, and with an ownership group that is telling us that the roster that they have compiled for this season is the best they can do. Are you in agreement with that? I would like to know. Locked on Reds line 513-549-0159. Tomorrow's Jeff's Jump Mail. We're going to jump into your comments, questions, reactions to everything that's going on with the Reds. Get those in. Also, like I mentioned at the outs- on the onset of the podcast, let me know what your superstitions are as a fan. See, tomorrow's going to be a lot more fun. I promise. I know today was a lot of seriousness and a lot of deep thought and stuff like that. I, I don't get very deep in most podcasts, so don't worry about that. But if you're brand new today, <laughs> so join me tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening today. I'll talk to each and every one of you then. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.